Welcome to Season 3 of Take Heart, where our goal is to offer encouragement, give hope and insight so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. As we explore monthly themes, share inspiring stories and practical tips, our desire is for you to feel connected and encouraged. All of our resources, including an entire written transcript of this episode, is available on our website, TakeHeartSpecialMoms.com. There are also quick links to anything we mention in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, this is Sarah Klein, and I am so glad you are here with me today. We are talking about identity this month. When you think of the word identity, what do you think of? Do you think of your family of origin, your mom, dad, grandparents, siblings, maybe even your ancestors? Maybe you think of the family you have personally created, your spouse, your children. Maybe you think of a career, education, politics, religion, culture, race, gender, maybe something else. Possibly identity to you is a little or all of the above that we mentioned. Getting a feel for who we are, our identity, is easy in theory, but it is complex in reality. According to Psychology Today, identity continues to evolve over the course of an individual's life. Identity is ever-changing. Most of the time, I think that's an amazing thing. I hope I am a better person today than I was a year ago, and I sure hope I am even better than I was even 10 years ago. However, we all know that change is not always easy. We've all heard the term identity crisis. But what exactly is an identity crisis? I think that term is just kind of thrown around. But Dictionary.com defines an identity crisis as a period or episode of psychological distress, often occurring in adolescence, but sometimes in adulthood, when a person seeks a clear sense of self and an acceptable role in society. Identity crisis is also defined as confusion as to goals and priorities. So take a moment to reflect on the meaning of identity to you. What comes to mind? What are the aspects of your identity that you hold the most dear? What are the most important parts of your identity? Is it your role in your family? Is it your career, your religion, your culture, your race? What can cause you to feel an identity crisis begin to evolve? What part of your identity is vital to you That if it feels compromised, everything else seems to feel like it spirals out of control. Does it feel very based on trauma or tragedy? Feel free to hit pause right now and write down whatever comes to mind, good or bad, positive or messy emotions when it comes to identity or identity crisis. There have been some instances in my life that have caused me to reevaluate my identity. Too often, our identity comes from a place of misplaced identity. We find our identity in a relationship, which is great until that relationship falls apart. Who are we, if not the child, the spouse, the parent, the friend, or whomever 
of that other person. Our identity may hinge on our role or title at work, but what happens when our job is eliminated or we have to leave our job to care for our child? What happens to our identity when we have to give up our job or our career? Our identity is solidly wrapped around others praising our great volunteer work on the ABC committee. What happens to our identity, though, when we can no longer spare the hours to volunteer enough to garner those constant accolades from others? Identity crisis can also come from being pushed out of our comfort zones or feeling that we aren't worthy. Perhaps our identity crisis is one we aren't truly even consciously aware of. We have been told our entire lives that we are too soft-spoken or too brazen too meek or too pushy, too lazy, too submissive, too condescending or too apathetic, too argumentative, too impulsive or too cautious. Well, you get the picture. Insert your own insecurity provided by others here. In fact, we have somehow adopted those traits as truth or at the very least have let them become a false identity so deeply embedded into who we are. And those parts of our identity hold us back or it hinders our true identity. So how do we find our true identity? Maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, how can I find my true identity when 99% of my day revolves around caring for someone else? Or I rarely find the time to think of anything other than medical bills, insurance claim, durable medical equipment, behavioral issues, IEPs, phone calls from school, or insert whatever other mom caregiving task is next on the list here. It's never ending. So identity, Sarah, seriously? Well, when I find myself at worst, in an identity crisis, or at best, struggling with false identity, I remind myself that my identity doesn't lie in what I think of myself, or what anyone else thinks of me for that matter. But my identity, my true identity, is of what God thinks of me. My identity is of who God says I am, who God calls me to be. The Bible is full of stories of men and women who struggled with their identity, yet God still used them. They had feelings of inadequacy, fearing they weren't enough, or not knowing who they truly were. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is of someone who thought he wasn't enough, who had a bit of an identity crisis, Moses. Moses, who witnessed a burning bush that was not being consumed by the fire, a talking, burning bush, mind you. He was so insecure that he still argued with God. When God told Moses that he was going to talk to that Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt, who was keeping God's people, the Israelites, slaves, Moses basically said, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not enough. And God replied to Moses that he would be with Moses so it was all going to be okay, and he would give him the words to say, but Moses still pressed on and argued with God. Finally, Moses asked God to please send someone else. 
This entire story is a great one on obedience and God's patience and grace when we feel we are inadequate, and even when God says we aren't. And for today's topic, my takeaway from Moses' story is that Moses' self-identity was one of inadequacy, a false identity. Moses was slow of speech, possibly one who even stuttered. And here he was supposed to go and speak to Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt. However, it wasn't what Moses thought about himself or Moses' abilities that ultimately mattered. It wasn't Moses' identity of how he saw himself or even in his abilities that mattered. It was how God saw him that truly mattered. It was Moses' obedience to God that was crucial. God had a calling for Moses, and therefore God equipped Moses. A couple of years ago, I wrote a Bible study on identity, and it was based on Ephesians 1. And I, I encourage you to read Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. And I want to read Ephesians 1, 4 for you, though. And it says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. And as we think about identity, I would never say our family of origin, our worldly relationships, careers, education, gender, race, whatever, none of, none of that. I would never say that that doesn't matter. They do. However, I believe that our true identity lies within the truth of what we read in Ephesians 1-4, of what God says we are, of God's identity for us. So let's read that again. Read Ephesians 1-4 again. And then this is the ESV version. It says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. I don't know if you you caught that, but God chose us. He chose me. He chose you. He chose your child. He chose that person that you care for. He chose us before he created the world, before he created the heavens and the earth, the birds of the air, before he created anything, he chose us to have a relationship with. He chose because he wanted a relationship with you and with me. And he did so, he chose us in love, and he did so intentionally. It wasn't by chance, and it wasn't an accident. And if you read the entire passage You'll read that he chose us in Christ, which sets the foundation for our identity. And we are tied to Christ, which means we are tied to each other as a community of believers. God chose us before he created the world. God chose us in Christ, in his son, who he knew he would send to the world to die for us. That is a lot of love. And that is a lot of a very strong identity. So when I'm in the middle of an identity crisis, because someone said something mean, or someone doesn't believe in who I am, or I don't believe in who I am, or for whatever reason, my identity is starting to spiral out of control, and I seem to find myself in one, or at least in the beginning stages of one, identity crisis, and they do come often, I remember my true identity, and that is in God. So here's a challenge this week. And I believe that this is especially helpful in those moments when you feel unseen or unheard or if you feel lost. And if you feel a little lost in who you are 
who you are as an individual or your identity or your worth, try to take a walk or just sit outside. Take a look around you. Maybe find a bench. Find a nice place on the ground under a tree. And as you sit there, look around you. But really look around you. Breathe, reflect, meditate, read through Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. If you're sitting down, maybe write down words that stand out to you. If you're walking, try to pay attention to those words that stand out. Words like chosen, in Christ. Remember that every single thing you see, every single blade of grass, every cloud in the sky, every leaf, flower, tree, every stream, every lake, mountaintop, every animal, every insect, every bird in the sky, and even the air you breathe was created after God thought of you and after he chose you. And that, my friend, is your identity. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please join us next week as we continue this discussion on identity.